Okay, this evening I'm going to bring the message basically from one verse, Psalm 37, verse 39. Psalm 37, verse 39. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. When is, when is the time of trouble? All the time. All the time we need we need him every day, every hour. The title and subject of the message is Salvation is of the Lord. Entirely, completely, and totally. Our salvation that we enjoy by the free grace of God is all of his doing. Man contributes nothing to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, nor to the salvation of sinners. Man contributes nothing, nothing. Man in his best state is altogether nothing. The Lord Jesus Christ alone is the power, strength, and glory, the glory of God unto salvation in our blessed Savior. And we can say with the apostle, we're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation. Now, what a glorious and blessed truth to think about. Salvation is of the Lord. And that truth is taught on every page, every page of Holy Scripture. And we as poor and needy, guilty sinners need a mighty, victorious Savior. And that's what we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one who was almighty to save. He's able to save to the uttermost all that come to God by him. The Lord Jesus Christ is the only answer, the only remedy for our sin. How can sin be put away? Well, we know by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified. The Lord Jesus Christ is that Savior who really saves his people from their sin. Just as the messenger from heaven said, call his name what he is, Savior, Jesus for he shall save his people from their sin. The Lord Jesus Christ is the Redeemer that delivers and justifies us by his blood. As Job said, I know my Redeemer liveth. What a full and complete revelation God gives in the Lord Jesus Christ, this so great salvation we have that's all of the Lord. Now, every believer knows that through and through. Are you saved? Well, by his grace, I am, because salvation is of the Lord. Now, if we look at these words, salvation is of the Lord. Just consider those words for a moment. Salvation is a total and complete deliverance from all our sin. That's what salvation is. It's deliverance. We're saved from our sin, from the penalty of sin, from the guilt of sin, from the power of sin to condemn. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. So that's what we have in him. We have complete and total salvation, the forgiveness of sin. The second word is salvation is. Salvation is because our great God is the God of salvation. Salvation is because God is. Does that make sense? 
Salvation is because God is. God is love. God is good. God is merciful. God delights to show mercy to sinners. Salvation is his delight, will, and purpose. The third word is salvation is of the Lord. Not of works, not of merit, not of human hands, not of human endeavor, not of the law, but rather all of the grace of God. Salvation is of the Lord. It originates with him and is consummated in him. The fourth word is this. Salvation is is of the Lord. There's just one way of salvation. Our Lord plainly said that he is not a way. He's the way. Not a truth. He's the truth. The life. The door. The light. The bread. The good shepherd. The resurrection. You got the idea? Definite article. There's just one. Salvation is of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the fifth word, of course, is salvation is of the Lord. It's in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is who he is that gives infinite power to what he has accomplished upon the cross for us. The Lord Jesus Christ crucified is the only sacrifice for sin. The Lord did not die to make an effort to put away sin, but rather to make complete atonement for the sin of his people that God might be just and justify the ungodly. He's the only just God and Savior. Now, have I told you anything you don't already know? You already know all those things, don't you? Let's say it one more time. Let's preach it one more time. You remember I studied from Psalm 57, He performeth all things for me. One of the first recorded words we have that the Lord Jesus Christ spoke upon the earth in the flesh. He said in Luke chapter 2, I must be about my father's business. Remember from our study? And the last word the Lord Jesus Christ spoke from Calvary's tree as he dies the appointed death for the appointed people. He said, it's finished. I must be about my father's business. Spoke that when he was 12 years old. All those years he was about his father's business. He said, I came to do the works of him that sent me. And at Calvary's tree, when it's all done and finished complete, he said, it's over. It's complete. It's done. I finished it. Now, what do we mean when we say that salvation is of the Lord? We mean that salvation is by the power of God. We mean that salvation is by the power of God. You remember from his prayer in John 17, He said, Father, you've given me power over all flesh that I should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given to me. What do we mean when we say that salvation is of the Lord? We mean that salvation is by the will of God, not by the will of man. It's by the will of God. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth. We mean that salvation is by the grace of God, not by the deeds of sinful flesh. Romans 3, 24, what does that say? Justified freely by his grace 
to the redemption that is in the Lord Jesus Christ. What do we mean when we say that salvation is of the Lord? We mean this, the whole of the work whereby a lost, guilty, dead sinner, dead in Adam, the whole of the work of sinners who are guilty against God are justified, saved, sanctified, and redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ and him only. What is that scripture we quote all the time? 1 Corinthians 1.30. But of him are you in Christ, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory only in the Lord. Salvation, then, is not something we do for God or something we do for ourselves. Salvation is something and everything that God must do for us and in us by his grace. For Christ in you is a hope of glory. You see, the Lord Jesus Christ is the Alpha and the Omega of everything. What's the first cause of salvation? Christ. What's the last cause of salvation? The Lord Jesus Christ. He's called the Alpha and the Omega. Starts with him and ends with him. Christ is all and in all. You see, it's God who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, given us in Christ before the foundation of the world. All through the Bible, the message is salvation is of the Lord and salvation is in the Lord Jesus Christ. What did Moses say? What did Moses say there at the Red Sea when Pharaoh's army was pounding down on them and they had that Red Sea in front of them? What did Moses declare? Stand still and see the salvation that is of the Lord. We declare the same message that Moses declared. Jonah declared the same message when he was in that whale's belly. <clears throat> and he said this, I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that I have vowed. You know what? He said, salvation is of the Lord. David declared it in the text here. He said, but the salvation of the righteous <clears throat> is of the Lord. Jeremiah declared it in Jeremiah 3, 22. He said, it's good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation <clears throat> that is of the Lord. Simeon in the temple, we read a moment ago in Luke chapter 2, was waiting <clears throat> for the Messiah to show up, the consolation of Israel. He was waiting for the Redeemer who would put away his sin and give him a good hope. And God told him that he would not die till he'd seen the Messiah, the Redeemer. He would not die till he'd seen the salvation that God had purposed. Remember the words of Simeon? He said, Lord, now let me die in peace according to your word. Well, mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Now, he, he's holding a baby there, an infant baby. I don't know how many days old he was. Some think around 40 days old, but he picked up that small infant and looked straight eye to eye, and he said, Lord, thank you. I've seen your salvation. 
Therefore, we can confidently say that salvation is in a person, can't we? Salvation not in a pool. Salvation not in a profession. Salvation not in a persuasion or a position. Salvation is in a person. <laughs> the Lord Jesus Christ himself. The wonder the apostle said, Oh, that I may win Christ and be found in him. Not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith in him. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath the Son. This is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in the Son. He that hath the Son of God has life. Has life. Now, I've given this outline to you more than one time. But it bears repeating. Those five points... Charles Spurgeon first preached this message in 1857 and my pastor picked it up and started preaching it back in 1975 or so and preached it many, many times and I learned from him and I picked these five things up and I'm giving, giving these things to you over the last 25 years or so many times. Salvation of the Lord in its planning. Salvation of the Lord in its purpose and planning, salvations of the Lord in his performance, salvations of the Lord in its application, salvations of the Lord in its sustaining power, salvations of the Lord in its ultimate perfection. Now, again, that's nothing new to you, is it? But it bears repeating. As my favorite radio announcer used to say, my favorite radio commentator, Paul Arvey, would say that's the quote worth requoting. The quote worth requoting. Number one, salvations of the Lord, in that He planned salvation, provided salvation, purposed salvation from eternity. Salvation, then we can say, is older than creation. God planned salvation in eternity. Without God, it could not have been planned or provided. You remember from our study in Revelation 13, Christ is the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Before there was a sinner, there was a Savior. Before Adam fell, the Lord Jesus Christ stood as a surety of the everlasting covenant of grace. Salvation was not an afterthought of God. That is, when Adam sinned, God didn't scurry around and say, oh no, what are we going to do now? No, before Adam ever sinned, God had the remedy from all eternity. God knew what would happen in the garden. God said, in the day you eat, you're going to die. Not if, in the, he said, not if you eat, in the day you eat, you'll die. And the Lord God had the remedy provided from all eternity. Salvation was not an afterthought. Salvation was the purpose of God from all eternity. Why did he purpose this thing? Why did he purpose the fall? Why did he purpose a redeemer? That he might receive all the honor and glory. The Lord Jesus Christ is the surety and sacrifice of that eternal covenant in Christ. Listen to this scripture. 1 Peter 1. We're not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold from our vain conversation received by tradition from our fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ. 
as of a lamb without spot, without blemish. He had no sin, knew no sin, who was foreordained before the world, but was manifest in these last days. Saying the same thing, isn't it? Salvation is of the Lord in its planning, in its purpose from all eternity. We read on Sunday of Matthew 25, where all nations shall be gathered before him at the judgment, and the sheep shall be on the right hand and the goats on the left, remember? And he shall say to them on the right hand, enter in, blessed of my father, into the kingdom prepared for you before the foundation of the world. You see how God purposed and planned salvation from all eternity before Adam was ever created, before the earth was created, before Adam ever sinned and fell, the Lord stood as a surety of the covenant. The second thing we know about God's salvation, salvation is of the Lord in that he performed it for us. Everything that God required for the salvation of his elect, the Lord Jesus Christ performed that. The Lord Jesus Christ purchased salvation. That is, he executed it, he accomplished it for his covenant people. Salvation is of the Lord in it purchase in its accomplishment he purchased us with his own blood remember from our study in first corinthians chapter six he said you are bought you're bought remember bought with what (laughs) you're bought with a price what is the price his precious blood we are redeemed with his precious blood when paul we're going to see in Acts chapter 20 in a few months when we get over there, that God purchased the church with his own blood. He put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. He redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. You see, everything he did in this business of saving God's people was all accomplished by his blood, his doing, his will, his faithfulness, his obedience unto death. This is a faithful saying, worthy of all acceptation that the Lord Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. So you got the first two points, right? He purposed salvation, he purchased salvation. And then the third thing is this, who makes the application of it? Who makes the application of it? Salvation is of the Lord in its application. Being confident, Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who hath begun a good work in you, he will perform it until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, in the book of Philippians chapter 4, he said, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory through the Lord Jesus Christ. I have great need. How the need of my salvation going to be met? My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, that's good news to the guilty, isn't it? That's good news to sinners. It's the Lord who quickens the dead and causes the sinner to believe the gospel. This is the work of God. The Lord said that you believe on him. As many was ordained to eternal life, 
believed on him. We only believe on him according to the working of his mighty power. Faith is a gift of God. It's not something that blooms in our wicked heart. Arthur Pink described faith as something exotic, something outside of us that he plants within us by his mighty power. It is the Lord who makes us willing in the day of his power, is it not? It is the Lord who calls us out of darkness into his marvelous light that we should show forth the praises of him who did so. It's the Lord who sovereignly grants and gives us mercy. He said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. So then, it's not of him that willeth, not of him that runneth, but of God that shows mercy. It is of the Lord who grants and gives faith. Faith and repentance are both sovereign gifts of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, by the Lord Jesus Christ. He grants and gives faith and repentance. He's exalted to give repentance. God grants repentance sovereignly like he does faith to whom he will. The fourth thing is this. Salvation is of the Lord in its sustaining power. It's sustaining power. We are kept by the power of God. Salvation, when God saves a sinner, it's not a temporary work. It's an everlasting work. He said, my sheep hear my voice, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Salvation is of the Lord in its sustaining power. We're kept by the power of God. Isaiah 45, I quote this all the time, but Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. He obtained for us eternal redemption, and you shall not be ashamed nor confounded world without end. We're kept. He's able to keep us from falling. Remember? Where is that? The book of Jude. He's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Through the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty and dominion both now and forever. He's able to keep us from falling. The last one is this. Salvation is of the Lord in its ultimate perfection. Ultimate perfection. What do I, what do I mean by that? You don't need to turn to this because you all know it so well. But we are predestinated to be conformed to the image of Christ. Salvation is of the Lord in its ultimate perfection. Listen to this in Romans 8, 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he called, and whom he called, them he justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say to these things? I know what a lot of people say about these things. Well, that's not right. That's not fair. Well, who are you to reply against God? <clears throat> if God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. <clears throat> Salvation is of the Lord in its ultimate perfection. 
Aren't you glad that way? <laughs> Any man that says he doesn't believe in predestination hasn't been taught of God. I like what Brother Earl Blackburn said to me one day. Many of you remember Brother Earl. Simple man, but he knew the gospel. God had taught him the gospel. He told me one day, he said, Brother Tom, he said, you know who, you know who believes in predestination? I said, no, who? Those who are predestinated. <laughs> That's so, isn't it? The elect of God are predestinated to be conformed to the image of Christ. Those who've been taught of God believe that blessed truth. Now, if you say you're a believer and don't believe in predestination, you're saying you don't want to be like Christ. <laughs> you want to be like Christ, don't you? The disciples asked the Lord one day, <clears throat> Who can be saved? He said, with man it's impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. As sure as there is salvation in Christ, and we can be sure that there's salvation in Christ, neither is there salvation in any other. No other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Be sure of this. There's no salvation apart from him. Salvation is of the Lord, and salvation is in the Lord Jesus Christ. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides upon him. Salvation, the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength. He's the strength of salvation. He's the strength of redemption. He's the strength of pardon. He's the strength of every spiritual blessing we have. He's the strength of it. He's the power behind it. He's the root of it. He's the foundation of it. The Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them and save them. And, he, and those whom he has delivered, and those for whom he saved. You know what they do? They trust him. They don't trust anything else. They trust the blessed Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ alone. 